trapped. Shortly after I was set free, totally delivered from unclean spirits from my body, feeling great, full of happiness, joy beyond compare, I began doing odds and ends outside my house. I cleared brush, picked up garbage, raked, and did other odd chores, all while singing songs and praising God. While still filled with jubilation, I heard a vehicle pulling into the yard, a new supercab truck with a big family camper. I watched it pull up in front of my mother's house. Curious about who it might be, I kind of walked into the open so I could see better because I never saw a truck like this one on our reserve before. An odd fellow got off his truck and I recognized him right away. It was one of the local medicine men, highly respected, acknowledged and recommended. I saw him knocking on my mother's door. There must have been an answer because he opened the door and gestured to people inside the truck to come in. I was feeling high on Jesus, full of electricity from the Holy Ghost. I had this great idea that I was going to go and tell this medicine man about this beautiful freedom I was feeling in my spirit. I wanted to tell him he could also feel this way if he would just let go of our ancestral ways and turn to Jesus. I walked over to Mum's house to see what was happening. I thought it must be some emergency because this certain medicine man never comes to Mum's place unless something's really urgent happening. I knocked on the door and went inside and already these visitors were sitting around Mum's table with some tea. They were strangers to me. I didn't know who they were or where they were from. A few days later Mum told me. When I first got into Mum's place, Mum was running around hustling some food for them and this medicine man was sitting by himself away in the corner. He was offended by my presence because he knew I broke away from the medicine circle and renounced my beliefs in the Indian religion. My being there interfered with his intent. I later found out he was at my mum's to buy some special types of roots and coloured dirt found only in the mountain. Once these ingredients are put together, they create a power that will only work on the mind. It is for mind control purposes. It will sway the mind of certain people who are targeted. This medicine man was putting this together and found out he fell short of a few types of medicines needed to complete the power, and that is why he was there. Today, I know those medicines cannot do what I was taught. It is just something the enemy schemed up to make it look like I was in control. It is spiritual, but roots, plants, earth, and so forth are not. You can touch and see these things, but anything that is spirit you cannot see or touch. What I am saying is that the prince of the power of the air is in control, making it look like these roots, plants, or other ingredients are doing this, and Mother Earth is the provider and giver of life, and all the time he was making this and moving that. The deceiver makes all sorts of illusions, sounds, and voices, keeping my ancestral line in bondage right until it got to me, and then the Lord God broke me free. At this particular time, the mixture was meant for government officials. This person who came from a distant reservation was a band counsellor, and they were after certain funds for some specific programs for the band. They were desperate, and the people on their reserve were really depending on him for this need. This was all told to me by my mum afterwards. He was supposed to leave for Ottawa for a big meeting with the government, and he really needed this for a guarantee. This medicine was supposed to sway and persuade the government to his benefit. I turned towards the medicine man. There was no kindness in the way he glared at me. 
I was about to open my mouth to share with him about my deliverance. With discontent, he blared at me these words. What do you think you're doing? You have no right to come barging in here like this. We were doing something that doesn't concern you at all. We are about to do something very sacred. We were about to untie a medicine bag. Now you didn't want to have anything to do with our ways. You broke away. You went to the white man's religion. I said, listen, you are wrong in making these people believe you. Actually, you are bringing them through the fire. Before I could finish what I was trying to tell him, he proceeded to shout me down. He said, the God of the white man believes in this, the same God we believe, and we believe he made everything. He started naming them. Lakes, streams, trees, air, sky, moon, stars, and so forth. What does it say in your white man's book that you believe so much? I had to agree with him, because the Bible teaches that all things were made by him, and without him nothing was made. He continued, And he also made all the fowls of the air, every four-legged beast, every creeping thing in the ground, and by the same token, he made the animals to become spirits so we can communicate with them in our sacred lodges to tell us the future, the present, and the past, the curses and spells, where they came from, and who sent them. In the meantime, these visitors were taking in every word we were saying, and then at the very end of his shouting, he said, Tell me how these spirits manifest themselves to become animals in our lodges if it wasn't from God. What does it say in your white man's religion? How do they become animals? I was dumbfounded. I was only a year old in the Lord. I only read the four Gospels and probably Acts, and I knew exactly what he was talking about because these spirits do manifest themselves into animals. I experienced it myself and never thought to question this until now. I just kind of fell back on my chair and at the same time dropping my hands into my lap. I was hit with a terrible blow. I was so embarrassed for the Lord. I had no right to come in here in the first place. I was very ashamed of myself for not having the answer. I don't think too many people have this answer, even if they had been in the Lord for many years. But as far as I was concerned, my mind was a complete blank. I had no answer. I had cornered myself in trying to save somebody. All the while, these visitors had their eyes fastened on me, waiting for an answer. They were probably giggling to themselves, saying, Okay, Bible Thumper, see if you can get out of this one. They must have seen the confusion on my face. I was not giving up. My intention was to say, I don't know, and ran out of the place. I shrugged my shoulders with outstretched hands and started to say, I don't know. But instead of that, these words came out of my mouth. The first person to be deceived in this world was deceived by an animal, and Satan was behind it. It took me a few seconds to focus and bring my mind back because my mind did the flip-flop. I spun out totally, not understanding how those words got there, but just right after I got my mind together, I realized those words that I had just spoken came right from the throne. I went crazy again. I started praising God. I started shouting and dancing around, thanking Jesus. Hallelujah. The medicine man just sat there. He was also dumbfounded. He didn't have anything to say. It seemed that angels got hold of his tongue. Another thing is the fact he was in awe because he got this answer from the Holy Ghost. 
The Lord told me that Satan started using these animal manifestations and entering animals to cause people to wonder. Confused by this, they had to believe when they saw and heard, and so forth. This way the enemy started his own religion. The Lord also told me that this is going strong today. Indian religion has a lot of signs and wonders, but no salvation. You can tell the teaching I got came from the devil, because the devil lies and promises all kinds of goodies, but not salvation. The devil can't teach salvation, because he does not have salvation. I often tell my people that you don't need faith when you are dealing with the Indian religion, because the powers of the air make themselves visible. How can you not believe something you see, feel, and hear? The evidence is there in the lodges, whereas believing in the Bible and God's word is entirely different. You've got to have a lot of faith because he doesn't show you any signs and wonders to make you believe. Not before you believe. He'll do it after you believe. That's according to scripture. Signs and wonders will follow them that believe. Let's take the example recorded in the book of Luke. And the devil, taking him up to a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of this world in a moment of time. The devil tried to entice Jesus by showing him ahead of time what he would get if he bowed down to him. But Jesus doesn't do signs and wonders first. He sends his servants to bring the good news and to instill it in you. Even if you don't come right at that time, you heard the word. But eventually, the word that you hear at one time will bring you into his kingdom. There are many affirmations of this. My word shall not return to me void. So shall my word be that goeth forth out from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see these signs from thee. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall be no sign given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. If you are after a sign, the devil will surely give it to you, often sooner rather than later.